and welcome back everybody to another episode of Level Up Cleveland. And this week we bring you from Apostle Jones, front man Mikey Silas. Yo, yo, what's up? What's up, man? <laughs> Thanks for coming down. Thank you, man. Um, yeah, this is pretty exciting. Uh, Apostle Jones is a, is a very well-known band, very, you know, locally you guys are great. I mean, you guys definitely well-known, definitely very popular, have had their accolades handed to them. You guys have been... Uh, won some awards through the years. You yourself has won some awards through the years. And aside from Apostle Jones, you also have some solo stuff that you've done yourself, which is a little peculiar to me because you do a lot of the Apostle Jones stuff also. So it's kind of like I'm curious to find out how you, how that works. But um, thanks for coming down, and it's pretty awesome, dude. I mean, like, you know, like it's here we are, summer's, summer's upon us. You guys it is. Be, you oh, guys, I'm so excited about that. Yeah, you guys are going to be playing out. Again, I mean, the, the season started up again. Yeah, uh, we are. We just played a show last night. Um, with we opened for a band called Combo Chimbita. Um, they're from Brooklyn, but they're like Colombian based. Um, and our uh, it was a fantastic show, but it's our last show until now. This June. this show was recorded a while ago, so this is so yeah, this yeah. is a, okay. Just so everybody remembers. Yeah, they, yeah. So we're yeah we're in April time, right? Yeah, now. right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> right exactly. But um, but yeah, our summer really picks up in June, and so we're gonna use the next couple months to sort of uh get some recording done and keep developing uh the the sound with the current lineup that we have. Yeah. You, you, you know, one thing that's cool about Apostle Jones is you guys are not void of members. <laughs> no. And, and, sure. I, and, and one thing I do find peculiar about that is like, you know, you have two different mindsets when it comes to bands, I believe, you know, you have the, you have the mindset of the smaller band, the three, the three main power trio type thing. And sometimes that's financially driven, I will say. Right. You know, because like, it's a lot easier to pay three guys. Everybody makes a little more. And if you can pull it off successfully with three big people, more power to you, right? But I always find that people who add more to their band are more in it for the art purpose of things and more artistically minded. In other words, you know, they find that they need something in their band. Artistically, it's missing something. And they don't hesitate to add that thing to the band, not even thinking about any other aspect of things. And that's how these bands grow to these size sometimes because you have to have everything covered that you want artistically in these bands. Is that is that kind of how that works? Do you think sometimes we're? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's also the fact that there's a twelve apostles, so we're working our way up to it. <laughs> we're almost there. Is that really is that really a goal? Um, I think after a while, it started to seem like, well, why don't we just go all the way with it? Um, no, I really think that there is a certain level of, of, of genre that's kind of starts to become its own thing. When you start adding different people who have different experiences in music, uh, perform differently, grew up singing or playing in different types of bands already and bringing all those elements together, I think not only helps create um a a visually good looking like band you know it's fun to watch you know there's always something to see on stage but absolutely but most importantly to your point i think what it does is it creates something unique and the idea of doing something that you can only see because it's this blend of people with this blend of experience and artistry or music um is something that drives 
the band for me. You know, we, we want the band to reflect the world that, that we experience and the world that we see in front of us. So we, we like to have that sort of uh, that conversation with, 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 the, with the way the band performs and having more of, a, I'm trying to stay away from the word diversity, but have, having a little bit more of, of a stronger mix of, of just experience and mindset um, really just helps the group really function um, in a in artistic ways, yeah. Um, but also in a communal way as well too. Yeah, and, it, and it, that's I think it is kind of hard to nail you down into like a, a genre because I think you guys are you're another one of the bands that we've had on here before too that they, they really are a, a you know you try to stay away from certain words like you say diversity because it's just too it's just been used way too much now to describe everything. Um, but, but there is definitely uniqueness about what you guys are doing, and you're definitely pulling in different types of music and stuff to create one music, and, and that's awesome. What would you, How would you describe yourselves? How, when, you, when someone says, well, what kind of band are you in, what, what's your description? I mean, it depends on the day, really. <laughs> <laughs> now, I woke up wearing a wolf shirt today, so maybe maybe we're an indie rock band. I don't know. Um, <laughs> um I want to go back to the word diversity for a second, just because I think one of the one of the things that uh, I'm just sort of talking about it right now is, um, it's just the word. I don't I don't know if it's used too much as sorry as, as much as it is, um, just sort of, sh- just kind of shortened to w- what it could represent. I feel like the, the irony is that diversity is about diversity and, and it's so much deeper than just like you know the way we look or uh what we believe in it's also the way we think you know it's the way we grew up it's it's our it's uh, our lifestyles you know it's all these different things that i feel like that's why i like to try to be a little bit more specific sometimes and just not just use that word very um just uh haphazardly i guess yeah, yeah, um yeah. Because it, it's important to have diversity, but I think it's also important for us as artists and community people to look at the ways that diversity um, is always around us. Yeah, you right. Know? And, and being able to lean into that really helps you understand the people you're around, helps you understand who you are. Um, so that's, I guess that's one of the functions of Apostle Jones kind of is around there. Wow. Well, really so, so let me let me just yeah. ask you this: though. So what you're saying is, is that when we talk about diversity, like you just said, you, you it's a word, and, and like what I'm talking about is it's like the word love, right? Where where it became a word that describes so many different things all of a sudden that it you it, it loses its meaning in a in a way. Does that make sense to you? For sure. Like 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 it, it becomes less important of a word because it's now means everything. Everyone loves everything now, and love has become, and then all of a sudden, love's not. What it used to be at one time, right, right. Um, but what you're saying is, Apostle Jones kind of like if you wanted, if if you wanted to take the old school version of diversity, what it really means and stuff. That's exactly what you guys are about. Is 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 the all inclusive thing, all musics, all people, all everything. It does feel like that is that is kind of a message that you get from your band. Yeah, um, I mean, we really believe in like um, energy, you know, positivity, uh, gratitude. You know, I think. Uh, those are words that like we we like to feed those things more than um, more than the things that make us different. You know the things that help connect us with each other. Yeah. Um, so in terms of genre, you take all of that, <laughs> you know, and we have a um, we have a diverse genre. It's I almost guess. like Apostle Jones is is the genre. There you go. It's almost like that. Yeah. You know, like, like Primus. It. I don't know if you're familiar with Primus, but they are their own genre. Also, there was like no one else. 
Um, let's go down. We keep talking about the band. Let's go down the members of the band. For let's sure, introduce sure. everybody. Let's get everybody out there. Let's so go. Everybody, yeah. We know who everybody is. <clears throat> Obviously, Mike Salas is the lead guy, front guy. Now, you you also play keyboard sometimes too, right? Now, and you guys have recently incorporated another guy playing keys too, right? So, does that take you off the keys more and allows you to do more singing, or do you still play the keys also? Uh, it depends. I mean, having a large group, you know, sometimes there is everyone available. Sometimes not everyone's available. So a lot of us are able to play multiple instruments. Yeah. Um, so I guess I hop back in keys if I need to. I just think that I am a self-taught keyboard player okay. and I write on keyboards um, and I pound on them like I got no tomorrow for my <laughs> life. <laughs> but um, but I do think that there's more refined keyboard players and having a really solid keyboard, uh, uh, like a rhythm-oriented keyboard player, really frees up a lot of room in the rest of the band yeah. for um, for solos and we can for really start working on dynamics yeah. a lot more. So it can, I, it can carry the bottom end if it needs to. It can carry the higher end if it needs to. It can do a lot of things. Absolutely. Okay, so let's go down the line. Here's here's everybody we got in the band. Um, we have Rayshon Blake. Yeah. And Ray. he's he's another vocalist in the band. He helps play, but he's also a drummer. That's your drummer. Yeah, Ray's the drummer. He doesn't really sing with us that much, but he can sing. He's probably one of the oh, more like. He can. Oh, he really can. Yeah. Oh. He won't. But he I can. did read it. said that he had great vocal. He's a great vocalist. He is a great That's vocalist. Yeah. We're just keep. Uh, like, just be quiet back there. <laughs> 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 Poor Ray. <laughs> Uh, Rayshon is just, uh, you know, if you're having, he always has good advice too. You oh, know, cool. if you're getting, getting your head about some shit or whatever. Uh, oh, personal type advice too. He's yeah, like, he's like, like a good little counselor guy. In oh, the band. absolutely. Oh, that's awesome to have one of those, man. He's kind of like that guy in uh, home improvement, Mr. Wilson oh. or whatever. <laughs> over the snare drum. He just tops oh. his head up over the uh, toms. Mikey, what if you thought about it from their side? <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah, he's wonderful, though. And you have the two girls backing up, doing the backups. You have Love Freely. Love Freely, a.k.a. Shardy Young, a.k.a. Love Freely. And you also have Honey. And Honey Monet, yes. <laughs> Honey Monet. And they're your two, that's your that's your, your backup squad. That's the ones that are doing a, you know, you got to have that in a band like what you guys are doing, too. You got to have that, and you have a great version of that, a great version of it. Um, they are absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. You know, time. they are just so uh, connected to each other. Because uh, they work in uh, other bands together, um, a band called New Vibe, um, and a and another project called Mixed Feelings, and so they're they're best friends, you know, and it comes through in the way that they harmonize and sing with each other, um, and uh, really bring a lot of. Honey's also a great songwriter. We actually oh. do one of her songs. Uh, she's a great illustrator. Um, yeah, Honey is fabulous, and Charday is also a great artist. A great writer, great messenger, like messenger. She brings a lot of, a lot of value to the, um, to the way that people connect to the band. You know, both in, in the band and right. audience wise too. Um, so backup singers, but um, kind of like the way anything works. You know, all the parts are all the parts are front and center in my mind. Yeah, and plus I think that it also adds. Anytime you have really good backup vocalists, especially female backup vocalists, it adds a great visual to the whole entire band. It's something else to watch. It's something neat to watch. They usually you're doing stuff that's 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 fun. I mean, it's they, it creates a fun part that a lot of bands are missing. So yeah. it, it's another separator from some from what a lot. Yeah, of they're bands brilliant. Are. Yeah, really brilliant. We also have on trumpet, Eric Levine. Eric Levine. Yeah, uh, Eric is Eric comes to he's from Cleveland originally. Um, and he is a, 
uh, tremendous bass player um, and also tremendous trumpet player and primarily does trumpet from what I know. For the most part, he has played bass with us in a couple gigs, uh, but he comes f- to us via um, his time out in Denver, Colorado area, um, where he toured with the band. He did the jam band circuit for, for a whole decade almost. Oh. Um, so he's kind of in Cleveland now and back in Cleveland. And uh, we met during a pandemic show at the Grog Shop. Kathy over at the Grog Shop put us on the same bill together, and we've been uh, playing music together ever since. Cool, man. Cool. And it's cool that you guys, like you said, it's really cool that you have these guys. The trumpet player also plays bass, and everybody's so multifaceted in that way. That's that's awesome. And then we go to the bass player, Alex Zinni. Alex Zinni, who's also primarily a guitar player. He's Oh, so <laughs> he, he's... He came into the band playing guitar first. Um, when uh, one of our former members left, he came in and took over that role and then came back to play bass. Um and we we have songs now where we flip flop and and uh, different parts. So the current guitar player Michael and Alex will switch on the set sometimes. Um, Alex is Alex is in a bunch of bands in Cleveland. One being Bro Dylan. Oh. So he's been doing music in Cleveland for for a little while. And we met. I don't remember how we met. It was a few years ago. But a- a- Alex has a, Alex is just a tremendous um, uh, tremendous human uh, and. The fact that he'd never really played bass, as far as I know, in a band before, and then he's playing Stevie Wonder tunes when we do some covers, it <laughs> just blows my mind. So he's he's pretty he's he's a phenomenal musician. Yeah, he's a great musician in yeah. general. Um, then we have Michael Haberay. Yeah, and that is your guitar player. You got it on the first try. It took me it took me yeah. a little while. Sorry, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> I had to read it though. I couldn't remember. <laughs> I'd be, int- I'd be introducing uh, people during sets. I'd be like, we got Michael Hepper from Open Hand. Look at me go, Haberay. <laughs> I got you, bro. Um, uh, That's a good name. It's a good uh, name. A fabulous. Another Ray. As we were saying Ray. before, oh, yeah, we got a lot of Rays. Because Ray Sean, that's Ray. Yeah, we got Ray. Ray Sean. Ray, Ray, Ray. We got Rick Ray Band right over here. Rick Ray. Yeah, Rick Ray. One of our favorites. Mike Friend hey. of the show. Chardet. Hey, hey, honey. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, Michael. So Michael is a uh, Michael is the sweetest, kindest, most thoughtful, dedicated, focused, um, honest, and hardworking individuals I've ever worked with. No kidding. Period. Um, he is selfless. I'm gonna cry thinking about him because I love him so much. And he uh, he's one of those guys that comes in, sets everything up, and does everything before he even takes his guitar out of his case. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's the real responsible one in the band. Yeah, you might say that. (laughs) But uh, as the band's been growing, you know, he's been I've been uh, we've been working together to to get him more integrated and kind of running the practices and getting the rehearsals going and the charts out when we get sub players and everything. and funny little story about Michael is he and I, we met at a, I lived over in Ohio City during the, like that little dark period of the pandemic, 2020, oh, 21. Yeah. Um, and uh, Michael was living in Ohio City at the same time also. And every day, uh, every day you'd just be walking by the street or walking by the house down the street, walking by the house down the street. Finally, I said, you know what, excuse me, excuse me, w- what is your sign? <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Libra. I was like, okay, that's interesting. 
like, what do you do? Why uh, I'm a, you know, I'm a musician. I went to school for music, whatever. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe we'll play together someday. Walks by, continues to walk by. Eventually, we get together to jam one time, and um, I had mentioned Alex is playing guitar, and then he ended up leaving for a little bit. So in comes Michael at that point. Then Alex comes back, and Mike, Alex is playing bass now, and Michael's playing guitar. Oh, that's how that happened. So that's how he switched instruments. Yeah, but it's just the crazy thing is just the way the band all came together. It's just like, um, I, I don't think Michael would mind me saying, like he was just kind of in a period where he was trying to figure out how to connect to music again. And I think a lot of people in the band are are connected in our desire to want to have music fit into our lives um, and are wanting to see music bring the best out of each other. Got you. And I really feel like that's something that the universe or whatever, like gravitated um, me towards Michael, Michael towards me. And, and, and everybody kind of in this band right now, right? Like is. things are starting to, the pieces are really starting to fit into place right now. Cause you have had some turnover through the years of the different guys. But, For sure. But real quick, let me just get, the, let me get um, the key, the keyboard player. Oh, the one oh. that, the, yeah, because we we talked about you added a keyboard player recently, not not that long ago, and that is Owen Broadhead. Yeah, he plays keyboards. Owen's the newest member because we had a, a different keyboard player who was um, in the band uh, Welshly Arms is was and now back is. So um, during that little gap window period, he was playing with us. So Owen, I met recently through um, my friend Toby. Toby raps. Oh yeah, we've had Toby on. Toby and um, uh, Owen was looking to get back into music and play music. He's also bass player, guitar player, keyboard player, and I'm really excited to be working with him on arrangements and adding some different levels of growth to our musicality. You know, sure. just our song forms, our structures, um, and so that's an exciting new new part of the band that that's just coming in now. So I guess that's what I was just talking about, though. Adding some of these guys, you're, you're always trying to build onto this whole thing, right? Uh-huh, you were right all along. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, it's not so much trying to look at this from a financial aspect or a business aspect or anything like that. This is just really a thing where you have a vision in your head, and through the process of bands and how this all works, you've you've kind of added things. And, you know, let's just be honest, too, as you gain popularity and as the band gets a little bigger and stuff like that, it becomes a little easier to lure some of the better musicians into your situation that maybe you didn't have available to you at one time. Now, now people, you know, you go to a musician and say, I'm Mikey from Apostle Jones. People's, people's antenna go up now a little better and things. So you've assembled now what maybe is the result of some of that also. Yeah. Well, do you agree? <laughs> no, it's, it's, yeah, for sure. I would probably, um, I mean, I think, I, I guess the, while you were saying that right before, I was just thinking about a lot of times what what I do and what ultimately we do as a band is, you know, we just kind of follow the path, if you will. I don't know. Um, so you're just letting things happen instead of really trying to force the issue. For sure. Like, uh like sometimes it makes no sense. Like we'll, we'll look. Sometimes we'll look at each other, not like literally. Like why are you here? But like, how do how is this working? Like when like, what just happened? Like yeah. we like if you really think about it, you know all the things that have to go on in your life to get you to where you are at that moment with those people. It's phenomenal. So I think we look at each other and we have a lot of gratitude for the things that we've gone through in our lives in order to like be here today with each other. And um, I think that type of that type of energy and that type of, I guess, manifestation, if you will, 
um, does its thing, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. I, no, you're right. You're right. Not for everybody, though. See, that, and that's that's the thing, you know? I, I think mean, it's a I, mindset thing. You know, yeah. at the beginning of every astrological year, I told you we were talking about astrology. We were going to get into it. I knew it was going to come up eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but at the beginning of every, like, astrological year, which is, like, the first new moon in Aries, not to get too deep into it necessarily, but, um, you know, I write a manifestation list for the year. Um, and then I burn it, lose it, forget it. You know, and, and just let let the year play out. Typically, no kidding. Yeah, I want to play at this venue. I want my I want my relationships to feel like this. I want my I want um I want this type of energy in my life. You know, I want to accomplish these things. Take care of my mom. Do all these good things. You know, uh, and just try to like really let those things just play out and meet all of that halfway. Is that worked? Is that has that worked for you so to this point? What do you would you say? Or is it still is this, is it still out? You're like you're not sure yet. It's a work in progress. <laughs> it's a work in progress. But I do. I I, I genuinely, truly believe in, um, in 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 that. I do. Now, are you like the primary? Would you say that you're the primary writer of the band? Where you the a lot of the ideas spawn from you? That would you say is that's kind of how it goes? Or how would, how does that work? I mean, it's very collaborative. Um, I feel like there is a. Uh, I feel like there is a push of the first idea that probably comes from me um but if i hear one of our songs you know depending on what song it is it could be michael could have played a really great part in creating the feel of the song um so we do a song called turn it up and repeat it again and uh the words were already written like the idea for the song was there so we were we were a little like uh I don't want to say a jammy practice. We were at a practice where our intention was to come up with a couple ideas. So I was like, Michael, just give me like, give me something with a nice feel to it. And he'll play some lush seven chords with his perfect guitar tones that he has. And it just, it evokes an emotion and a cadence. And it creates that sort of like color palette for the song. Got it. And then I think when we add Ray in on the drums, it helps give it that pocket feel, which helps really shape the phrasing. Um, and but then ultimately the idea of the song kind of comes collaboratively that way so however you want to say what part that goes into the way the song's divided up and right. how it's created or whatever i don't have a real strong answer for that no, no i got you i mean what you're saying is there isn't there is no real set way that we do this this these things just kind of as you were saying before about how your year plays out, these things kind of manifest themselves. These, these things oh, kind yeah. of like they're, they're kind of organic in their own way. They just basically somebody it starts like everything with an idea, and then everybody's like, "Oh!" and they jump in, and it becomes a song. And that, that's part of the privilege of playing with such fabulous singers, right. fabulous horn players. Your limitations become less and less and less and less and less, and you can your ideas can manifest it because you can. You can, you know, like we always say, the, the, it's one thing to come up with an idea. The hardest part is conveying the idea to the next person. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> but, all right, we're going to take a quick break. Got you. And uh, a few minutes, we'll come back here, and we'll talk a little bit more with Mikey, Apostle Jones. You're listening to Level Up Cleveland. Hello, everybody. Big Bry here. This June 10th Level Up Cleveland concert series presents Bittersweet Revenge. You can try Olathea. And Craig Martini. I'm still here. I no longer want to 
See them all June 10th at the Maple Grove Tavern. Show starts at 8 p.m. 21 or over. Go to levelupcleveland.com for tickets and information. And we are back with Mikey Silas from Apostle Jones. Talking about, I don't know, everything, because there's so much to talk about with this band. It's just, it goes on and on. But one thing I did when I was announcing the band, the band members and stuff, if you go on your website... And because you have a, everyone's list, you know, listed there and explains a little bit, a little story about each person and stuff. <clears throat> you have Lydia. Oh, yeah. And Lydia <laughs> is, is listed like as a social, so she controls the social media or something and some other things. But, she, but she's like, it's almost like she's a band member. Why? What, what is, who's Lydia? Lydia is, um, she was such a pure, uh, pure energy and such a pure kindness in the band and uh what did she do what was her what was she her? was she was a background vocalist um so at the time in sort of the trans one of those transitory periods of the band um lydia came in and it was her first band i believe and she brought such a lot of joy and energy to the stage that um that reminded us just to have fun and to enjoy the moment a little bit. Um, and she's been a very close friend for a long time. And uh, she recently had, she left the band. She ended up having a, her first child and oh. um, uh, is a beautiful mother. And I just, I, I hope she comes back to the band someday. And I, I, I have a feeling it's going to happen, so I'm leaving her on the website for now. So it's a life-happened type thing, and so that's why she's not with the band right now. But eventually right. that could change again. It could. But uh, Lydia's one of those people, like, she'll always she'll always come out on top. Wherever, whatever she's doing, uh, where uh, however she wants to live her life, you know, she's going to do it to the highest level. So cool. Um, Love Lydia. Yeah. So she stays on the website. She stays on the she, website. Until she's baby. ready. She ain't going nowhere. That's my boo. So yeah. <laughs> okay. So come. I was mentioning a little earlier that you, you guys, especially you in this case. I mean, the whole band. But there's been some accolades that have been handed out down through the years and stuff like that. And um, one of the guys we've had on here actually is Mark Rasmussen. He's a, he, he actually uh, started the season. So we're gonna. He he was on here. You were on No Cover Magazine. Yeah, the band has been, and Mark also was responsible for the Cleveland Music Awards. Yeah, that yeah. was that every they do every year. You guys have been handed down some of those. You've all. You're also in another project that was recognized through the Music Awards. Also, so let's go over that all real quick for, for sure. Cool. So in 2020, you, it was Best Male Vocalist. Yeah, and you were in the top five songwriters. Also, right? Yeah, yeah. And that was also in 21. You won the same, both years, right? 2021. 20, yes, yeah, same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, best male vocalist, dude. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you are you are an amazing singer. I mean, anyone who's in, in, very bluesy. Actually, you could do a lot of different things. It's not just like, but you, you have a great, great blues voice. Yeah. No I, doubt about I've it. I've always loved blues music. Yeah. Singing the blues, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can. Maybe I've had the blues for about 30 years. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you know, another thing about the band is when you're describing the band, we're saying you can't really give it a, a genre, but there is a, a deal of funk that goes into the whole entire thing. There's a whole feel there with that that goes along with the whole blues thing, and, and we've had some funk bands in here before, um, and there, there's, it, there's just a whole thing that goes with that vibe. You know, it, it goes kind of with the jam band thing, it goes with all this other stuff, 
And um, but that's that is it's a, that's the vibe of the band though is that whole kind of bluesy that whole funky thing right. that, that happens. But there's other things going on too that kind of like give it that whole unique feel. Um, but you but but top five songwriter. Now was it was it you that was given this award as top five songwriter or the or they did they say Apostle Jones in that? Category? No, that was uh, I mean it was listed under uh, my name on there. Um, yeah, I mean I love writing music uh, and. I feel like in the earlier stages of the band, um, there were, um, me and the original member, there's two of us, me and a gentleman named Anthony Hitch. Um, Anthony and I were a tandem, you know, amazing guitar player. Um, and we wrote a lot of songs in the way where I would write the words and come up with the melody and then he would come up with the chords and we would jam on them. Uh, we would just record it and then try to, like, go back and capture elements that worked really well. Um, but I think during that 2020 year, um, the, a, lot of, a lot of shit happened in my life. You know, just like, I mean, I, obviously the world, the world. Yeah, turned, it turned, turned upside up. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but a lot of stuff with, like, my family. Um, I lost my father that year. Oh, man. Yeah, it was, so it was, it was a really, it was a tough time. And I kind of, like, just even though the world had stopped, I like left my apartment one day and didn't go back for seven months because I was staying wow. with my mom while my dad was going through everything. Um, it was all kind of sudden. Like I went back to my apartment. And I was like, this is a fucking time capsule. Like <laughs> the plant yeah. was all dead. I felt so bad for the plant. <laughs> I just forgot about it. Um, ended up moving out of that apartment. But during that period, like I was reminded uh, what a, what a place writing music is for for me um and wrote a lot of songs that ended up becoming on our first ep that came out later that year um a lot of songs that we're doing today you know are being pulled from like a song bank that i created during that time and i really feel like even though a lot of those songs like still have yet to really see the you know the uh the studio or even even be played with the band yet um, I feel like that energy that was put out from that period where songwriting really kind of brought me out of through dark places and out of dark places throughout my life um, has always been that function for me. So I really feel like during that time when it was really dark in the world, but also in my own life, you know, that songwriting was so important. And so I think um, with that, oh, with that, uh, a recognition from Cleveland scene, um, from the readers and the polls that they do, um, that was special because it really, um, that songwriting was, it's so important to me. You know, I'm kind of going through a little bit of stuff now, right now, where I'm like back writing every day. I just wrote this really dramatic song. It's so, so dramatic, but I love it. And I'll put it on to calm myself down sometimes. Well, it's funny because, you're, you know, like what you're saying is, is that the music is therapy for your, when you go through these moments where you're you're struggling in life in general, it's therapy. However, it goes both ways, right? Because because of the struggling times and stuff, the stuff you write, that's going to be your best stuff. I mean, you, you're you inspired by these these times which create this music that's great, but it's also the music is therapy trying to curb these times. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, yeah. And, and, and like, like you can't, you got to have some misery in your life in order to write great music. And if it's not so true, like look how many great bands, how, as they get more successful, they get worse. 
Yeah. Right? Like 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 their best stuff is their earliest. Here's to being miserable forever. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Dude. Still writing the best music of my miserable yeah, life. Yeah, I mean, like no. you, you can stay in that spot. But it's fun. So but that's of, the blues, right? So that's one the of the blues. questions I get a lot is, um, is where's the name Apostle Jones come from? I was going to get there. I'm sure. But uh, now's a good time to bring it up. Hey, what, where'd that name come from? <laughs> What's name? Apostle Jones? Uh, that one. You know, okay. Okay. Um, the, um, I was, I just moved to Cleveland. I was born here, but I grew up in Chicago um, uh, out of high school. And uh, the, um, I came back and I was literally sitting with like, what, what am I going to do? Like I came here, I didn't. I never lived here as an adult, so I didn't really know anybody all like that or anything. Um, and I was like, I knew I wanted to create a project, and uh, I was just sitting there making music on GarageBand on my iPad and making beats and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> my beats, <laughs> um, but um, but I was in one of those writing phases, you know, just trying to figure out a little bit of. Uh, what what staircase what staircase am I trying to like to find you know to yeah. elevate myself and I was drafting up logos and band names just trying to create an image if, or if you will just a, an idea of something that connects and I knew I liked blues music but I also knew that like just doing a blues act was not really what I wanted to do I also felt like it wasn't really authentic to a certain degree like, let me get up there and be this blues singer all of a sudden. Like, it's just, it feels. It didn't feel like you? It doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there's a lot of history behind blues music that is just, um, that is uh, often overlooked sometimes, you know, because it feels good. And a lot of people like to sing it. The form's easy to rep replicate. And you can really solo and jam off of it. Kind of like saying blues is sort of central to a lot of, of music all Rock. together. Oh, yeah. Everything. You yeah, know? true pockets form it's the root of a lot of things period you know and the so i knew that there was something else there and at the time there was a lot of music coming out that was more about like the the messaging if you will you know a, a, a different take on like a consciousness you know like not not just about like like if it's hip-hop music it's not just about tits and ass you know it's about it's about you know the way the world is you know and how do i see myself you know, how do people see me, you know? And so the, the little be deep, deeper questions. So I was like, and a lot of, I found that a lot of blues music, granted, you know, like we were talking about like that, you know, thriving as an artist from those, from the harder times, if you will. Sure. Um, I just felt like that wasn't the message I wanted to perpetuate. So I thought about what would blues music be like with this idea of like a higher vision, or, or a story of overcoming something. A more positive message. A more positive, a more cathartic feel to it. So out of that little brain scramble um, and this little logo I was drawing on this little, I don't even know what app it would have been at the time, um, Apostle Jones came out of nowhere. I posted, put it on Instagram. It was like April something, 2017. And then a year later, Apostle Jones started to actually become sort of a, uh, an idea that would start to develop. So it's just kind of a funny little thing. So it's kind of related to blues music. Yeah. Way. Right. But um, trying, trying to create a, a new blues almost. Yeah. You almost got to give it a new color. 
Because it's the because the, the idea of the blues is when you're feeling blue or feeling down. Oh, that's kind of so you almost need a new color here to, to for your music. I right? was like color scheme, like like a like like a light blue and a magenta, maybe a yellow. Yeah, no. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So at some point you decide that you're gonna go solo. You're gonna do some solo stuff, and and I find, always find that interesting because it's like you know like. You can write songs. Obviously, these are songs you didn't feel like fit Apostle Johnson somehow. Um, or, or, or was it just something you wanted more control over? Or what was that? How, well, how do you do that? Um, that's, I think there's a lot of ways I can kind of answer that question. Um, there is there's the side of it, too, where it's just kind of like, I mean, I do music for a living. So sometimes you gotta just just got to do the gigs by yourself. Um, a lot of it, too, is the band is so large that the idea of getting everyone together and collaborating at the same time and doing everything at the same time is also not very viable. Um, so I don't really expect that. I got you. So rather than be like down and out about like, Oh, the band can't get together today, whatever, you know, it's a little bit more about like, how do I keep moving forward? You know, how do we keep, how do we keep creating and developing ideas? Sure. So a lot of times some connection to the solo act is from there too. Um, I think that there's also the element of, um, going out and building a uh, connecting with the community has always been a huge thing for me. I've always been a little bit of like when I was a theater person, I was never really quite the theater guy, but I was in the theater community. I'm a music person, but I've never been quite like the true musician. Like, like what do you mean by that? What do you mean? I don't not? know. I don't know. <laughs> I do you guess, have imposter syndrome? Do you, I don't, do, you, do you feel like you, you're you're in a place you shouldn't be, or like you're fooling people? I in don't some way? think so. I think it's more just kind of like um, uh, in tarot. There's this card called the Fool card, and the Fool is the number zero card, which suggests sort of like the beginning and the ending all at the same time. And the Fool is kind of on this path of experience. You know, just I'm just going to go through and, and do all the stuff and numerically like in a numero numerological sense in a new numerology i know what you mean yeah thank you um <laughs> the uh you know i'm kind of on that path of experience so sometimes i look at it as sort of you know like i'm like like i'm an artist like i do visual art and stuff like that but i'm not out there like painting every day trying to be at all the galleries and do all the stuff you know i'm like i'm a musician i'm self-taught on the piano but i've never really like sat and learned theory all like that and stuff like that i can't sit here and and rattle off who the best guitar players of all time were i mean frankly it's just kind of that's cool you know like uh but like so i kind of feel like there's certain extremes that in each of these sort of um like disciplines or mediums that i've like lived in in my life where i'm just kind of like i feel more transitory in them sometimes so um so i guess that's what i mean a little bit like yeah. I, kind of feel like you know i'm experiencing i'm growing i'm evolving maybe i just never truly settle on one thing because uh i feel like there's always a lot more to learn i don't know so you're sure so you're i feel you're, like i talked myself into a little bit of a of a ditch here <laughs> no no you haven't no, it, makes, me. it actually makes sense no it actually makes sense because and, and not to just keep harping on this but it kind of goes back to what i said right from the beginning about the idea of this larger band and and, and having when i see this i and you talk to the people that are really in charge of these bands, especially, which is kind of what you are. This is kind of your band, but you allow everybody in it to do what they do because that is how you feel the best art is made. 
But I also noticed that that's what this is. This is, a, this is an artistic-minded thing. And everything you've just said so far totally backs all that up. You, don't, you, you write because you're an artist. You paint because you're an artist. You do all these things because you're an artist. That's what you do. You can't even help it. This is, these are things that have to come out of you. This is how it is. And so when you construct this band, having three people is ridiculous because it limits you now to what you can do. Who cares how much money I make? I can't do this. I can't do that. My art suffers. So that's the kind of person that has that are in these bigger bands that have all these people who are all talented, do their thing, have their roles, play their parts, but it's about the project. It's about the final product. That's all that matters. And and I think those are two different mindsets of musicians. You can still be a musician and be in a three piece band. I'm not saying you're not artistic. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying that when you become the person who wants that, wants the bigger, there's a, there, you can see throughout all the rest of their, their life, how they, their art, that's all they're about is art. They don't care about living in the biggest and best extravagant houses. They don't care about, that stuff's not important. What's important? This idea that I have, that I have to flesh this thing out and get this out of my system. I got to get it out of my system. That's the kind of person I I had you when I was doing the research. I'm like, this is going to be a guy who, who paints. I didn't even know that about you, but I had a feeling that you have other art forms of expression that you get out. Why? Because that's a lot of people who are, and there's not a lot of you. That's the thing. But there are people like you who just are extremely artistic, and I find that fascinating. I do. I just find that totally fascinating. It kind of goes against what a lot of other people are doing this for, I believe. I think that's neat. I, I really do, and I, and I think it, it, it comes out. You know, that's why you're getting accolades to do. I think other people pick up on stuff like that. They get that, and they get your art. All your stuff is very palatable, too. You know, when you talk about things being different and unique, sometimes they get out of the realm of palatable, too, because you've gone so far in some right. crazy direction. You're getting accolades because people can still listen to you and love what you guys are doing. Well, I think it's important that you do um, – that you are, like, true to yourself when you do – when you do um, anything musically, I mean, anything, I guess, for sure. But um, the idea of, sorry, um, <laughs> the idea of, uh, man, like you, t- you took me out. I mean, you got real deep for a second. I'm just kind of like, dang, man. Well, I mean, I just, yeah, I think it's cool. I guess I don't really take a lot of time to stop and like look at, at a bigger picture thing. I'm Not a big yet. Pi- I'm a big picture person. Tiny details are harder for me to focus on sometimes, which is like easier to like, you know, set a vision and just kind of let it happen. <laughs> sometimes sure. the, the tinier, um, the tinier steps are easier for me to, to trip over or just miss altogether. Um, the, uh, but yeah, I'm just feeling really, I don't know. I guess I'm just going to talk off the top of my head right now because I kind of got a little lost, but like, no. <laughs> just well, the, I mean, you're, 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 you know, like, I guess, I guess what I'm saying is, is like, it's easy. It's when, when the, the accolades are coming at you and you're like, well, I never, you're always looking forward, dude. Like, 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 like you know, you, you've, you've been in music now for a while and you've dealt with a lot of musicians and bands and you've seen those bands who will put out their first bit of work and then they kind of stop. They kind of like, they're so proud of that work and they're just so happy they made something. And then they just kind of, they don't keep going forward. They just kind of like take from that well, right? Over and over and over again. You're not like that. And as a matter of fact, you're always looking for the next thing. And and even when things go bad, what are you doing? Moving forward, moving forward, go forward, forward, forward. That's where, that's what 
there's, there's a separation thing, you know, and you know what? I needed to hear this today because <laughs> I feel like I feel like I think what w- thing that I'm sort of like likes uh, the kind of the quicksand. I feel like I'm just sitting in at the moment is just a little bit around. I feel like I'm in one of those. I think I'm, I said it some few minutes ago. Just I feel like I'm in one of those periods right now where I'm like being called to write again, being called to like. Um, what is the next like what's that next sound what is this sort of next next step for for the band and the project and um this so this is i don't it's it's cool for me to to kind of like be reminded like oh yeah hell yeah let's do this yeah because you're always caught up in the next thing you don't have time to look back and see what you've already done and get any kind of accolade to yourself you're too busy looking ahead yeah, let's let's look ahead. Let's keep looking. Ahead. Okay, I got you. I got you. <laughs> I got you. But I think I mean I think you know there's a lot of people here who have heard of you or haven't heard of you that are watching this for the first time. I want them to realize you know this is if you go check this out, this is the real deal here. You're going to see some of Cleveland's finest talent at at, dis, at display if when you see Apostle Jones, and that's what you're looking at right there. So the future. Let's look at the future a little bit. All right, because you're because you're saying you know you're you're getting back into a creative part. Um. You know, have you guys been together, to right? Or have you guys gotten together recently? And are you guys writing currently? Yeah, we have a slew. I like that word. Um, we have a slew of new songs that we are rolling out, and we've been playing them. We have, we have a we just recorded a a video, like a live action video, um, with a small audience inside of a church, where oh. we do. Two of our newest, two of our newer songs, um, and then what I probably consider one of the better songs I've ever written. Um, and uh, man, when this when this video drops, boy! It's, 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 so that's what this was. You did. You went to a church and you, you made a video. Yeah, so um, a, a, a basically a music video for the song. Yeah, and we want it to be a vehicle so that when obviously since we have talked about the different. Uh, well, we didn't really go into depth about like the way the band was before lineup wise or anything like that, but there's been a lot of evolution. So a lot of the stuff we have online is not rep- currently representative of what the band actually is now. Yeah. And so we thought it was super important to do a, a project that, uh, that represented the energy of the band, the, the people, the talent, and the skill, and the range of the band. Yeah. So one of the ways we thought would be best to do that would be to do a a recorded video, like a curated experience um, with an audience, so we can kind of capture the sound, the the feel. Live experience. The live yeah. experience, and use that as a way to reintroduce the band to people who may have heard of it already, who are currently listening to it, Um to celebrate what it is right now with the people who are who are like who are come out to our shows and you know engage with us online and do all that stuff that that really helps us feel that connection um, uh, even more to to the world around us through the music, um, but also allows us to introduce ourselves outside of the Cleveland market and d- develop and branch into um, into just being a more national band, if not just regional for the moment. We just got back from. We played a couple shows in New York over the last. Oh, excellent! Years. Well, New York State. We New that's York cool. No, that's fine. I'm not, yeah, that's fine. That's great, dude. I mean, like getting outside of Ohio, getting outside of Cleveland is great. I mean, but if you can get outside of Ohio, that's great too. I mean, it starts somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. Start somewhere. 
And you guys are good enough to where you you can go as far as I think you guys take it. You know, I do. And and the fact that you have that forward vision, that that that, that that's what separates some of these bands is that work ethic. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to speak about the forward vision thing just because I feel like something's a little unresolved in my spirit about it right now. Because I feel like it's one of those things that, like, honestly, it's it's a struggle sometimes to stay forward thinking, to stay present enough to not get sucked into the past, but to be here, but also, like, vision-oriented. And I feel like a lot of stuff with, with the experience and the mix of the band, um, there is, there's a lot of motivation to always be inspired to move forward. So grateful for them, grateful for that. Um, but I just think as an artist, especially in a city like Cleveland, that I feel like is so fabulous, but also has a, and there was a conference I went to this past fall um, called Futureland. Um, and one of the topics of conversation around entrepreneurship and people who are working within, within the arts industry um, is this idea that a lot of artists carry like a scarcity mindset. Um, which is like kind of like a growth like inhibitor kind of keeps you in sort of a I don't know if that's the right way to use the word like a liminal space you know like like we're not going backwards we're not necessarily going forward you Almost know like spinning your wheels a little exactly. bit exactly and I feel like as artists sometimes in um in in this in this world um I'll just speak to Cleveland right now because that's where we are but like and in Cleveland sometimes it's you kind of can get you can kind of get comfortable and sort of like bouncing in this sort of circle here so I feel like it's important for um for me to remind myself that that it is not always easy and I think it's important as artists to to look at each other and say you know if you are having a hard time you know that's okay you know just keep finding ways to to just keep moving yourself away from from that negative thinking and that sort of cyclical pattern of uh, it's not good enough. So that's why I'm grateful for the conversation. So it took me a minute to kind of come around and be like, you know what? I'd be tripping sometimes. I'm in my head about this <laughs> stuff a lot, you know, and that and that um, when you are being called to write that song or to create that painting or to go to that show or to reach out to that band, you know, those are the things that really help us stay connected to something greater than, frankly, us personally. You know, and it just uplifts the community, you know, it, that that insp that inspiration that we share with each other. Like like even just you reaching out to me and be like, hey, I see see your band's doing some stuff. Would like to have you come on this podcast. Like like that's that uh, I'm to say that's fucking awesome. But I did that's just fine. say it's fucking awesome. You can say that. Um, I appreciate and it. And it's awesome because hopefully I mean, hopefully someone's watching this that is going to say, you know what? That is something that I was that I was thinking about, struggling with, that I didn't have the words for, or I hadn't heard anyone say something like that before. Yeah. Or I see this, I see this guy doing this stuff with these with these great people, and um, oh, and he's he deals with that same sort of self doubt or that sort of like I'm not doing enough or I could be doing more type of mentality like issues sometimes. And um, so I think I think it's good that we have these conversations. Hell so, yeah! So I'm really so I'm grateful that 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 you're that you're able to that you're able to see a lot of the stuff but i think it's important for me as just to be real just to say like it's not it's definitely not easy yeah, you know I hear you. there's a ton of sacrifice that goes into trying to maintain um a mentality of growth excuse me you know to maintain that mentality yeah. that growth mentality it's it's hard because growing is not easy no it's not and, and continue on it's not easy 
We're going to take a quick break real quick. Absolutely. We'll be back in one minute with Mikey from Apostle Jones. You're listening to Level Up Cleveland. What's going on, Level Up listeners? Signal Flow Studios is a Cleveland recording studio founded in 2013, located in the steel yard just down the hall from Brian and Pat at Level Up Cleveland. At Signal Flow, we pride ourselves in offering top quality audio and a great recording experience to artists here in town and from across the country. But what makes us unique at Signal Flow is our undivided attention to the people who keep us going. That's you, the artists. So come on in and let us make your music our top priority. You can book online at www.signalflowstudio.com or give us a call at 216-920-2075. We'll see you soon. And we are back yeah. with Mikey Silas. One of my favorite Possible things with uh, Wayne's World, the movie, every time they would go into the segment, they would count it five, four. Yeah, I do it too. That's what I did. That's what I do every time. It's a well, three, then, two, one, and then I clap. Anybody that's been in here will tell you that I've done that every single time to every single person that's ever been in here. They're always like, wow, that's wild. Man. It I works. Love it. it's, I love it. It's good. <laughs> that reminds you of that, huh? So anyways, I wanted, I wanted to get into a couple of things. We talked. We did We did mention your solo thing, and, and just so people know the names of some of these things, you had Ghost in the Streets or Ghost in the Sheets. Yeah. Not Streets. That wouldn't make any sense. But Ghost in the Sheets does make sense. Um. You did a Christmas thing. You did uh, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. You did a, a rendition of that that did, was your own. Did you catch the B-side of that? No, I didn't. Uh, I saw a daddy kissing Santa Claus. Oh, uh, you went with the diversity. Yeah, there you go. A little representation. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a fun one to do, though. But I'm really proud of those two, actually. Yeah. And then Half-Baked? Yeah, Half-Baked. Was baked. another one? So Half-Baked is interesting because we were talking a little bit about the difference of the solo and all that other kind of stuff. A lot of times, the songs that Apostle does are solo songs that i write on piano that are very um uh you know they're very heartfelt and they're very they usually have a lot of space in them you know um and then apostle kind of tightens them up amps up the energy switches some of it around change the whole feel of like a sad song and yeah right make, make it a joyous thing so half baked is full of a lot of those initial ideas for songs cool cool and then left hanging was another one that you another one of the things you did for your solo thing. Now I want to talk about is a band named Shoreline Funk All Stars, and this is another project that you're involved with also. Yeah, and this is another thing that has already kind of gotten some accolades from Mark Rasmussen, who's the who's the uh, guy who does the No Cover magazine, mm -hmm. and he's also the one that runs the Cleveland Awards that we were just talking about. How you guys won some of the Cleveland Awards earlier. You guys were actually best new artist. Uh, was that twenty three? That was just this past or twenty two? Uh, yeah, the, 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 the last year. The inaugural right. like awards or whatever. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So Very like cool. you're yeah like like he likes you, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, people do. I mean, he likes you because he you gets your name on the on the list, and then you guys, you have a following, obviously, man. People must really like you, right? I mean, do you feel do you feel the love? Do you, oh, do you I feel, feel love? more love than I've. Uh, than I could have ever imagined already, know? and you're, and yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, you are a well-respected musician in this area. I mean, I, I see you a lot of places too. That's the other thing. I see you guys all over the place. I see you. I've seen you on Channel Eight. 
Oh yeah, I love Channel Eight. Yeah, I see you in the morning. You guys did the whole one of the more. You were one of the bands that came in there in the morning. I was talking about ten a.m. this morning. Now that was early. (laughs) (laughs) How how does that work, real quick? You get there about five forty-five or so. Usually wait around for like an hour and a half, um, and then you do like the hits. um, Usually going in and out of commercial breaks. Yeah, right. Um, Then they give you like a solid like chunk towards the end of the broadcast. Um, Love the Fox Eight crew. Uh, the crew's great. You know, the people behind the scenes are awesome. Um, and just their, their, I feel like their um, viewership or the, their, their demographic that, that, they, that they reach out to is so uniquely, authentically Cleveland. You know, like the diehard reminds me of my dad, reminds me of my mom. Yeah, my, right, my right. Aunts, I got my you. My uncles and stuff like that. Like, I feel like I feel like that broadcast out to people who are at home, and they're like literally looking and seeing, like, well, who, who's this band? What are they up to? And people actually see you on that show and look you up and will come to your show. You seem legitimate now to people. You're on this show. Oh, they must be somebody that I just didn't hear before. I, I mean, better find sure. out about them. Did you notice anything after that show? An uptick in in things like around you? Did you feel the difference after that show being on the air like that, where you you could tell it made a difference? Um, I I mean, you like in terms of like. Popularity, social, I guess. Social media numbers, yeah. like there are upticks that go up with it. Um, the you know the engagement that you get with people that you don't know gets stronger, you know, and you really, you know. It, but the thing I really like about that is, at that point, sure you're on the Fox or whatever the news, um, um, the news of the Fox, uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, but the uh, but if people are gonna gravitate towards you from from appearances and hits like that they're gonna stay with you if they truly fuck with the music you know if if there's an authentic vibe there if there's a connection so you could be on you could be on you could be on good 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 morning america right you know but 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 if if your shit's whack like then it's not worth anything no you're right you're right you know so i feel like so yeah, there is. Those are definitely fabulous platforms. You know, incredibly grateful for the to have those relationships and to have developed and earned that um, just through working and saying, trying to be as consistent as possible. Forward thinking, um, but the uh, but it's an opportunity to really see like, are you doing something that's true to you that also connects to people? You know, I think that's an important important thing that op- the hits like that really help. Um, uh, you know, bring into focus. Yeah, I got you. No, I got you. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. All right, that's about it. We, that's about all the time we have. I want. I do want to go over a couple other things here. Yeah, for uh, sure. How people? You do have a website? Yes, apostlejonesing.com. Jonesing? Yeah, we put a little plan. I brought both domains, apostlejones.com, but I like the Jonesing. I think it's. I understand the Jonesing. I know what Jonesing is. <laughs> Me too, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I understand it more than the apostle sometimes. <laughs> But uh, but yes, our our Instagram's Apostle Jonesing as well. Okay, and then and then um, what what about Shoreline Funk All Stars? Are you gonna ever play out with this thing, or is this something yeah, you guys? Yeah, we play. So we play. We don't play out as often, and primarily we're we're writing a few originals. Primarily, it's a fun party cover, punk like punk funk band. Party funk. Maybe that's where the word. Maybe that's where the word. So it is a funk, but it is. It's mostly just a funk type thing. Yeah, it's uh, two horns, two guitars. Um, It's members from a lot of different bands. So members from like Vibe and Direct, 
members from Apostle, members from a rock band called Lillier. Oh yeah, um, we know them. we've had them in here. Uh, we've had Luke from Fat Bat Mango in the in the group before. Um, so it's kind of like an amalgamation. Is that the right word? Of like uh, of different members from different bands. So it's um it's a fun group. Uh, since everyone is busy in other projects, it's not as active as other ones, but we've had really great shows. We've played with Carlos Jones. We played oh. the mix at CMA. Um, we won the best new artist, the Cleveland music awards. And a lot of that is because, um, a little different from a actually a lot different than apostle Jones, which is, um, a large band also, but is focused on original music and trying to really, develop those connections and creating a harmony um, that is unique. Um, Shoreline is a little bit of like, hey, fuck it, let's just have a party, you know. Oh, let's just dance, you know, drink a drink, smoke your smokes. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Cut a rug, do whatever you got to do. It's a way you guys are a little, a little looser. You're able to be a little looser about this thing. It's not as serious. as It's not your main thing. I told the, I told the guys, I was like, so... <laughs> I said, I really love you guys because I'm able to make dick jokes with you. <laughs> I don't have to feel bad about it. <laughs> so it's just, it has, it's just. It's, it's got its looseness about it. Just It, is, it does. So know. it's kind of a chance for, uh, I think, a lot of us to be like, hey, we, we do everything that, everything else we do, we do with such a, such a level of focus and, um, uh, and attention to detail and it means so much to us that to be able to come and just kind of like jam and, and play with some guys and grow musically a little bit. Uh, it's Shoreline. Shoreline's a lot of fun for that. Yeah. So cool. we just played, we actually, Shoreline just played Bright Winter this past uh, oh, really? February as well. Too. Oh, cool, cool, cool. That's a cool little event that they've been doing every year too. Yeah. That's another nice little thing that's going on. Um, and on next week, June 10th, you're going to actually, uh, you guys are playing out uh Apostle's playing out. Apostle. Apostle will be um, helping open one of the first, uh, a new tattoo festival that's oh. going to be taking place in Mulberries um, on June 10th, and it is called Alter Ethos. It's headlined by Chelsea Pastel, uh, Wanyama, and Vibe and Direct, and Apostle Jones, and there's, uh, oh. and there's a lot of... Um, should be a lot of fun. I mean, if you know those bands at all, you already know it's going to be a, a great yeah. crowd. It's going to be a lot of fun. But it's really also about creating that. It's creating creating a new a new safe community event. You know, people get inked up. And I was like, I said, can we write into our little contract that we can all get free tattoos yeah. or something? <laughs> something <laughs> so right? we're working on that. But but the opportunity for people to come down and experience a new festival, I think it's going to be a great time. And I know good people are running it. And good people are putting their heart into it. And so it's going to be a fabulous event. I just know it is. Sweet, man. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's awesome. That was a lot. All right. But we've still got a lot to cover next time you come on. I'm telling you, we're going to get back on here. I look forward to it. Yeah, this man. Is real, this is real cool. Yeah. All right. So, ApostleJonesing.com. Dot com. That's your that's your website. Yep. You can check. It. I've looked at the website. It's very cool. Everything you need to know is on the website. Uh, next week, June tenth, you're going to be playing at the festival. Yeah, the Alter e Ethos. Alter Ethos. Yep. Where's that at again? Uh, Mulberries on the west bank of the flats. Okay. Oh, there you go. So okay. there'll probably be an opportunity to play some. We were talking about doing like band versus band beach volleyball. 
Oh, yeah. The weather should be good too. June 10th. It's the, you should be, is it indoor? Uh, outdoor. I think I have outdoor. They have an indoor and an outdoor no function there. Really? Yeah. Cool. The, yeah. Mulberries has a whole lower, like, gymnasium level. Oh. Really? Yeah. It's oh, that's been, cool. uh, yeah. Mulberries is pretty, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty big, actually, too. But they have a little outdoor volleyball, uh, volleyball court. Um, and, uh, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. That's it from us. We'll see you guys next Saturday or next Sunday. (laughs) One of these days. All right, guys, that's it from us. We'll see you guys next Sunday. We're out. This has been Level Up Cleveland. There's a new episode every week. Available now on all streaming services. You can catch every episode of Level Up Cleveland on YouTube. Till next week. Rock on. That'll be fine.